Well, good morning, everybody at First Covenant Church in Red Wing, Minnesota. It is great to see you. It is great to have you with us here today. My name is Tom Trzinski, and I have the honor of being the Center Director of the Rochester Campus of Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge, and to be with you here today celebrating Palm Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday. Uh, it is truly an honor to be with you and to share God's word with you today. I hope you are blessed by what God has put on my heart for today. So thank you for joining us. Say today, as we get rolling with this Palm Sunday service, what I want to do is I, uh, I want to introduce you to uh, a very precious commodity of mine, a very precious asset of mine. Um, with Easter being a Sunday, it's not uh, a chocolate-covered Easter egg. It's not a chocolate bunny, as great as those things are, or even peeps. Um, it's not my portfolio. It's not my house, my car, um, even my family. I want to share with you another very important uh, commodity in my life right now. It's this. <laughs> this is hand sanitizer. This is a thing called Germex. And according to Germex, they kill 99.99% of all germs. Kind of a big thing today in your life and in mine. You see, right now with what's going on with this COVID-19, we need something to kill those germs that are trying to come in and to invade our lives and to affect our health and our very life. And so I'm very thankful for that. And did you know that we can thank a guy by the name of Louis Pasteur, a French biologist, for that uh, great technology of hand sanitizer. You see, Louis Pasteur lived in the mid-1800s. And over in Europe, back in the mid-1800s, there was a pandemic going on in that day. In fact, it was making people very, very sick and actually causing a lot of deaths, just like the COVID thing is doing here in our lives. And back then, the people were very hopeless. They were, they were feeling very, very helpless. And with that, what was happening is they felt hopeless. They felt helpless. They didn't know what to do. And they said, there's nothing we can do. And that's when Louis Pasteur stepped up and he goes, no, actually, there is. And he said that there's this, there's this invisible world that is invading and affecting our visible world. And, and he said it's showing itself in the form of boils, diseases, sores, and even causing death. And back in those days, folks, the people looked at Louis and they said, are you crazy? Do you think we're crazy? That we should believe that there's an invisible world that can be transported through air and live on surfaces and, and actually be transported in food and causing disease? And Louis Pasteur said, absolutely. And today we know that he was right, don't we? And we know that something like soap and water and hand sanitizer is helping us combat those illnesses. But today, today we have the honor of talking about something, someone that kills all of those things that are going on in your heart and in mine called sin. And that person is Jesus Christ. And today on Palm Sunday, it is such an honor to be with you as we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ and his triumphant entry, not only into Jerusalem on that very first Palm Sunday, but his triumphant entry into your life and into my life. All those areas that we don't have answers for, those areas that, that we're wondering, what do we do? We don't feel like we have any control over. Jesus comes and he says, I got you. I've got a plan. You see, enter Jesus. What, what Jesus is telling us on this Palm Sunday, more than ever, 
is that there's an invisible world that's affecting our visible world. There's an area of sin that we need to turn over completely to him. And I believe that this is a time of shaking and awakening. I'm, I'm so sorry for, for all of the people that are str struggling uh, with this COVID-19. But I think you'll agree with me that this is something that our world needs right now. It's something that this guy needs and maybe that you need right now. And while I don't believe for a split second that this is something that God has caused and brought upon us, I do believe that this is something that God will use for his glory and for our, for our rescue. It says in Romans 8, chapter, uh, chapter 8, verse 28, that God works all things out for the good of those who love him. And that is our triumphant king. You see, the Bible is really, really clear that there's amazing things in him called love and joy and peace and forgiveness. But the Bible is also very clear, isn't it, about a demonic world, an invisible world that's out to destroy us. It's out to destroy our relationships, our, our health, our finances, our jobs, and even our emotions. Friends, right now today, where are you feeling under attack? Where do you feel your security threatened? Do you wonder, what do I do? Today, more than ever on Palm Sunday, this is where you and I need to turn our attention and our hearts and our lives over to Jesus. Tommy, are you saying really that we just need to turn our lives over to Christ? Absolutely. You see, this is where Jesus comes in to fight your battles and my battles. The things that we can see and the things that we can't see. Jesus comes in to our invisible world or into our visible world to take care of those things that are in our invisible world, those temptations, those sins, those battles that you and I can't fight. In John 10, 10, Jesus says some words that we're very familiar with. Jesus says the enemy, the thief, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come, Jesus says, so you may have life and have it to the fullest. Jesus says that there is an invisible world, a demonic world that's making itself very visible in your visible world. And he's coming to steal, kill, and destroy you. And we're seeing that, aren't we? We're seeing that portrayed in biblical proportions like never before. But I want to focus today, friends, on the last part of that. Yes, there is a thief. Yes, there is an enemy. And he's got a plan. God has a plan too. I don't believe that God and the devil are two equal and opposite powers. I believe that God is superior and he has come so that you and I can have life and have it to the very fullest. Whatever you're struggling with right now, whatever I'm struggling with right now, I hope you'll be encouraged. I hope you'll be renewed because God goes before us. He goes beside us and he goes behind us. May I pray? Jesus, thank you so much for the gift of this opportunity to share your word, to share your hope, and that your help is available to us as you are sovereign. You are our king. And Father, just as you came into Jerusalem on that Palm Sunday, I pray that today in Rochester, in Red Wing, in, in Minnesota, and actually all across the world, that you would enter Jesus and provide exactly what we need in this time of challenge and in this time of hurt, because we look to you, Jesus. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. 
what I'd like to do is I'd like to encourage you, if you have your Bibles with you, to open up to Matthew in the 21st chapter. I'd like to read the triumphant entry of Jesus as our King into Jerusalem, and I, I contend in our own lives. So in Matthew, the 21st chapter, and starting with the first verse, we're going to read the first through the 11th verse. Let me share with you. Matthew chapter 21, verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent his two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt beside her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Ezekiel, where it says, Say to daughter Zion, see your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Verse 6. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! Verse 10, Then Jesus entered Jerusalem, and the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowd answered, This is Jesus. God is ready to speak some amazing words, I think, to you and to me as we look at this section of scripture on today, Palm Sunday. The first thing I want you to see is that this amazing king that we have is in complete control. You and I might be surprised by what's going on in our lives, whether it be the COVID-19 situation or other challenges, but God's not. God is completely and totally sovereign. He is not surprised or caught off guard by what's going on. And I believe not only is he sovereign, but he has an incredible plan for our lives. We see that in verses 1, 2, and 3 of Matthew chapter 21. He told his disciples as they came into Jerusalem, I want you to go to the village ahead of you. And at once you're going to find this to happen. Um, right away you're going to find it. And he said you're going to find a donkey and a colt. And then... When somebody responds to you and, and contests why you're taking that donkey and colt, you can say, here's what the Lord says. Jesus knew exactly where that colt would be. He knew that it was going to be a colt and a donkey, but he also knew how to send us to respond. You see, Jesus knew the specific details. And how could he know that? I think because Jesus went before us. Jesus went before the disciples of that day into their challenges, and he goes before us into our challenges today. How can he do that? Because he's sovereign God. He is that king that is in total and complete control. While you and I may not have all the answers, he does. And that's where our eyes must look. You see, God goes before us in all of our challenges, and he's prepared to meet all of our needs. I've really had a chance to see that in my role here as center director of Rochester Teen Challenge. In the years that we've been here, the six years that we've been here, there've been a lot of challenges, a lot of question marks that I didn't have any answers to. In fact, 
I've worked with your courts in, in Goodhue County and, and with many clients from Red Wing area, and it, it looked hopeless. It looked out of control. But when God gives a sense of peace, he's going to show how things are going to work out. Look back at your own life. You can see times where you've been in these situations before, but as you've trusted the Lord, he has he's proven himself to provide the answers for you. And even today, I'm kind of in that situation right now. Our choir is not able to go out with the stock market and the, and the, and the virus going on. Our giving has really slowed, if not stopped. But I'm believing that God is in control. He's not surprised at the situation we're in, and I'm not going to panic. We're still open for business. We are still reaching clients. We're still telling them about their good and great and awesome king, Jesus Christ. We're helping them with their addiction. But in this time, I need to trust that God has control over this. You see, I don't have all the answers. I, I don't know, but I know the one who does. You know, it's easy for me to sing, Jesus is my way maker. He's my miracle worker, my promise keeper, my light in the darkness. But this is a time when I need to really trust that he is, in fact, my way maker. That, that he's my miracle worker, he's my promise keeper, and he's my light in the darkness, and will find a way through all of this challenge for me and for you. You know what, my king, your king that rode in to Jerusalem that very first Palm Sunday and is riding into your life and in my life today, he has complete power, and he's in control. I'd like to share with you a verse from, from Isaiah chapter 41. Listen to what he says in Isaiah chapter 41, in verses 13 and 14. Our king says, For I am the Lord your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Do not be afraid. When you and I know the one who's in control, the one who is sovereign, we know that we can trust and rely on him. When the pressures come, we don't cave. We don't turn like the folks did back in Jesus' day when they, when they praised him, when they worshiped him on that Palm Sunday. But within weeks end, they would turn on him. This is a time when we, do, we don't need to turn to anybody else. We don't need to turn to germ, some germex. We turn to him because he's guiding us and leading us. So not only does God go before us as the king, the God who's in control, but he also goes beside us as the one who is infinitely wisdom, infinitely wise. It says in, in this section of scripture in verses four through uh, seven, that there was a prophetic scripture spoken 500 years before the birth of Christ, that, that the king would come in riding on, the, on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey, and he would be gentle. It was, pro, it was prophesied. And you know what? The disciples followed Jesus' instructions, and they found him to be right on. They found him to be accurate in his assessment of what they would find. And with that, we need to trust that God's word is there for you and I. That when we don't know what's going on, that God has told us from, from his word that he was going to be there with us and for us, and they would never leave us or forsake us, and that he has got a plan. And you know what that says to me today? I may not understand all of this, but I do know the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he's got a plan. You see, he goes not only before us, knowing all of the situations and is in complete control, 
but he goes beside us. He goes beside us as the one who, who is walking with us. Did you notice that he came in to Jerusalem on that day, humble, uh, a servant? He came in uh, gentle, riding on a donkey. He didn't come in like a warring king on a chariot. And today what he does is he comes into your life, into my life beside us going, you're not alone. I'm right here with you. And we're going to get through this together. In the book of Judges, I, I've been noticing in the last chapters that, that it said that Israel back in that day had no king. And it says in the very last verses, in the very last verse words, it says, so they did as they saw fit. They had no king, so they did as they saw fit. And do you know what happened to the nation Israel, of Israel when they did as they saw fit? It led to disaster and it led to, led to destruction. And it will for you and I too. If we turn, if we bail on our savior, on our risen king, we're gonna end up in trouble. And what we need to do is we need to hold on to him that he's got a plan for our hearts and for our lives. You see, um, I've experienced this. How about you? I've really experienced God's wisdom, especially when it's come to a loved one of mine that's strayed, a loved one of mine that has left uh, my protection, maybe our family, and has decided to go off on their own. Um, that broke my heart. It, it hurt so much. And, and like today, I, I go, what do I do? How do I make this happen? But so often what God put me at ease to do is just to trust him, that he has a plan. Sometimes the best thing a leader can do is actually nothing and just wait on God. You see, God's timing is perfect, isn't it? God is never late. I think that's so amazing about him that he's never, ever, ever late, that he's always there. And, and at this time, at Passover time, the timing of Palm Sunday was right on because Jews from all over the world would congregate in Jerusalem for, for Passover. The, the time that they celebrated that God had passed over the killing and, and provided a way out for them, and he's going to provide a way out for us. You see, as these people uh, cheered and worshiped Jesus on that Palm Sunday, as they heard him teaching in the temple, as they saw the miracles that would manifest, what they did is they returned home, bringing Jesus with them. And I think it was just amazing that he wasn't late then, and he's not late now. Tom, do you really, really want me to believe that Jesus is involved in this, that he's got a plan? Absolutely. Absolutely he does. One of the things I heard this last week was a great quote. It said that um, some of our best learning comes and happens when we have no place to hide anymore. Some of our best learning happens when we have no place to hide. And that's really what God is doing right now, isn't he? Taking away sports, other forms of entertainment, where we're having to focus on each other. And what we're doing is we're finding out exactly what Corey Ten Boom meant when she said, you'll never know that Jesus is all you need until Jesus is all you have. You see, our wise king is, is with us and he's for us. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 says. It says, do not forsake wisdom. She will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. 
that is our God. He is protecting us, he's guiding us, he's leading us, and he's loving us. So not only is God in control, and is God perfectly wise, but he's also perfectly loving. I think that is so beautiful to see. And what a great message for you and I to hear on this Palm Sunday, that God is perfectly and completely loving. When we think of what will happen as we go through Holy Week, we see it, that Jesus came into our visible world to defeat the sin in the invisible world that was out to kill us. And why did he do that? Because he loved us. That victorious entry of our triumphant king came not to kill germs, but he came to kill 100% of our sins, to take 100% of our sins so our relationship with God could be restored and renewed and we could have that abundant life that God wants us to have. Does God go before us? Yeah, he's in complete control. Does he go beside us? Yes, because he is infinitely wise. But I think it's important for us to see today that he also goes behind us because he's perfectly loving. And there's no greater verse than one that you and I know very, very intimately, John 3:16. For God so loved the world, for God so loved you and me, that he sent his one and only son so that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For those that believe in Christ, we don't have to worry about what the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, because we can know the one who's come to give you and I abundant, abundant life. And I think it's really great in verse 8 and 9, where it says a very large crowd, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You know that word Hosanna is, is an affirmation of praise. It's, it's an acclamation of God's righteousness. But did you know that Hosanna also means save? May I suggest to you that God loves us and we should just shout out Hosanna, Hosanna to him who is in the highest, that he came to save you and I. Friends, I, I got to tell you, it was that love that changed my life. For 31 years, I didn't know God. For 31 years, I really didn't see any purpose of it in my life. Money, things, status, power were my God. Um, for 18, the last 18 of those 31 years, drugs and alcohol ran rampant in my life. And it wasn't until I laid on the pavement after driving a motorcycle into the back of a truck, a night where I, I could have died, a night where I busted up my hip and, I, hip and I completely severed off the top of my right foot, a night when I laid on the pavement in unthinkable pain, going in and out of consciousness, with nobody standing over me, nobody banging a Bible over my head, I knew that I knew that if I die right now, I'm not going to heaven. In fact, going one step further to say it really bluntly, my sin was convicting me. And I knew that if I died, I am, I'm going to hell. And that's when I cried out, God help me. And God 
in his perfect love, in his infinite wisdom, in his complete control, came into my life as I surrendered my heart to him. And he totally and completely changed me from the inside out. He dropped this love bomb off inside of me that now I want to just share with everybody. That's why we're so open. Because the love of God is there to reach men and women that are lost and dying without him in addiction. And we want to be there to help them. How about you? How about you? Yeah, Jesus rode into town on Palm Sunday in Jerusalem 2,000 plus years ago. But did you know that he's ready to come into your heart and into your life as triumphant king today? He's ready to, to take all of those areas of confusion, of hurt, and he wants to just show that he loves you. And you know what I found? Love never loses faith. Love never loses faith. That we trust that he's not there to forsake us or forget us or turn on us, but he's there to love us infinitely. And he's there to love you too. And so today, um, this is not a time where we should turn to other things of the world, where we should be like the folks at the end of this Holy Week where they cry, crucify him. But we do everything like they did on Palm Sunday every day of the rest of our life until we meet him face to face and spend eternity saying, Hosanna, holy, holy, holy is God, God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And that is something to be glorifying because the truth is he's in complete control. He's infinitely wise and he's perfect in his love for you and for me. You see, we're not alone. Even right now in this time, we are not alone. This will be used for his power and for his glory as we cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord, God Almighty. Friends, as we get ready to wrap up today, I want to ask you, where are you struggling? Where are you hurting right now? What questions do you have? Where is your security challenged? I want to encourage you, look to your triumphant king. Tom, really? Absolutely. Your triumphant King Jesus is ready to come in and move in your heart and in your life. Let me just close by reading what is in Matthew chapter 21, verses 10 and 11. It says, when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus. Right now, today, I believe the whole world is turning, looking for some answers. I think they're saying, who do we turn to? And there's no greater answer on this Palm Sunday and every day to follow for us to point them to Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. As we close, I want to encourage you to turn to Christ, to know that he is your triumphant king, and I want to leave you with the words of the Apostle Paul from Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses four through seven. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Lord bless you.
Happy Palm Sunday. Happy Easter. Happy risen Savior Jesus. God bless you.